Over the years, I have gotten some pretty funky viruses, which I will be sharing throughout the days that I am doing this Michael Smalley comedy hour. But I am home quarantined. I am bored to death. I'm trying to figure out how to keep my head above water and just kind of thought, hey, maybe now would be a good time to uh, help people laugh. So if you are a fellow home quarantine person, then uh, you're welcome. So I got the funniest and I tried to figure out a way to be able to show it or let you hear it. But I had our family doctors, also one of my close personal friends, Peter Bigler. And oh, it was about a week ago that he called my phone. And of course his number is blocked. So I ignored it and then didn't check my voicemails for a week. But uh, he left me a very long voicemail saying out of all of his clients, I have had the worst luck with really rare and bizarre viruses. So he pleaded with me to just stay home and stock up and just just stay here. So I am doing that. I am being obedient. And uh, so anyways, yesterday I'm talking with my daughter in the kitchen and going, man, is there anything I could do to maybe be supportive? And she came up with the Michael Smalley Comedy Hour. So I'm going to be coming to you daily, and I am going to be sharing stories. So I am also a comedian. I have my PhD in marriage and family as well. But, um, you know, comedians, we have this ability. I was actually watching Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I think you can see it on Netflix. And he was, he was with Brian Regan, who is one of my favorite comedians around. He's absolutely brilliant. And uh, they started laughing about how comedians have this ability and personality to laugh at anything. So you might notice my hat. I'll get in real close here. This is the image of my latest comedy show. And you might be wondering, why does it have toe tags? Well, because my latest comedy show is on the intimate details of the night my father graduated to heaven. So, and it's... Honestly, it's probably the funniest show I've ever done. I've gotten the best reaction from it. And I will actually do, I will unpack that whole story over a series of days coming up. But I didn't think I should launch with uh, a death story. But I have a lot of death stories. So the Michael Smalley Comedy Hour, I am a storyteller, which means I'm just going to be sharing uh, just catastrophic events, hilarious events, um, all the different crazy things that have happened to me throughout my life. I actually believe firmly that God allows calamity to happen to me because he gave me the ability to make those things funny. And sometimes when things are hard and we're struggling and we have fear and there's a lack of hope or there's panic because of a pandemic, uh, we just need to laugh. laugh. Laughter releases a bunch of good hormones that uh, can pick up your mood and brighten your days. So hopefully this show will do that and I'll probably end up getting hopefully a little more creative uh, as I continue down this road and developing it. Uh, I will end each show with a live Q&A. So as soon as I can figure out how to <laughs> find where I can read the comments, um, I, will, I will take your questions live at the end of every story so let me see here. I'm going to look for it now. Aha! 
There it is. I'm All right. Report now. Oh, I got a mute. Uh -huh. Okay, so now I will be able to see. Um, I'm going to be able to see your comments. So, and I just heard, by the way, on the news that 80 million Americans are going to be kind of, I don't know, forced or what it is, but are being put into home quarantine. So things are getting nutty and uh, they're probably going to get nuttier, people, but just relax. Um, we're going to make it through it. God is bigger than coronavirus. And uh, just, man, do the social distancing. Um, stay six feet away from each other. I'm not a doctor, and usually because I'm ADD, I screw up details, so I'm not going to go through the technicalities. But what, whatever the experts are telling you, which I actually went to the coronavirus.com site the other day and really learned some very interesting things. So uh, I'd encourage you all to do that because um, we can beat this deal, and we want to get that flat curve. We don't want the big spiky bell curve, but we want it to be flattened so our healthcare system can handle what they need to handle. All right, so today, so, okay, I've already told you sort of some ideas, but the kinds of stories you're going to hear uh, during the Michael Smalley Comedy Hour are going to involve nakedness. They're going to involve body parts. <laughs> There are definitely many of them. Most of them are going to be inappropriate. I won't make them dirty, so they're not like dirty things. So they should be. There's one story that I'm going to share that is, well, I probably would let my kids watch it, but you might have different standards than I do. Um, it's actually a story I once shared during a sermon in Staten Island, New York, and to see the mouths drop I just, I love stories, and somehow it popped into my head on a Sunday, and I got into it. So uh, I, you're going to laugh at that one. That's a good one. Um, so we got death. We got nakedness. We got um, poop. <laughs> I have some really humiliating stories about that. We've got big brother torture. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. We've got, yeah, that's kind of, those are the main categories. But today... I have two stories that I'm going to get into, and uh, even though I call it the comedy hour, we're definitely not going to go an hour. But I have two stories that I wanted to start with today that I thought might highlight how big of a moron I am, and probably, you know, the foundation of why there are so many disasters and calamities in my life. Uh, the first one, and, and this also kind of, it involves my brother, so... If anybody knows my brother, try to get his attention so he'll watch this. Uh, my goal is that he feels shamed, that he feels humiliated, uh, because he, he is at the center of a lot of crazy things. So as a kid, you know, I loved cartoons, and I'm 46 years old, so usually we only had cartoons when I was young on Saturdays, and we had all those crazy, you know, goofy ones with anvils and uh, wily coyotes and you know, all those kind of things. And they were always doing insane things, right? So they would like jump off of high spaces with like an umbrella or a trash bag, or they would tie a big rock with a string and tie it onto their hand. They'd throw it over a fence and they'd fly over the fence. Well, as a kid, my imagination was huge. And I wanted to do all of these things I was watching, but it never occurred to me that they were cartoons. Therefore, fictional. Therefore, you should not try these things 
at home. And then I have a brother who has a very dark sense of humor and is willing to let his little brother get hurt. And so the first, my first attempt to be like the cartoon characters was uh, I was actually in Southern California, and I can see that one of my cousins just said hello from Temecula, California, which is a beautiful area outside of LA. But one of my first attempts at flight, right? Because that's the kind of kid I was. I wanted to do everything I saw on television. So one of my first attempts at flight was at a Marriott Courtyard. Back then, it may have been an Embassy Suites, but now it's a Marriott Courtyard, so it's still there. When I go to LA, I usually try to stay there because of all the good memories. But I was playing with all my cousins and my brother, and we're all hanging out because the majority of my family comes from Southern California. So we're all hanging out outside bored, and it's never a good thing when I get bored because when I get bored, my, my imagination goes pretty crazy. So we're all standing around, and I look at my big brother, who's five years older than me. I was probably eight or nine when this one happened. And so I asked him, I said, hey, if we got some string and found a big rock, if you could like throw it over this fence, would I like fly over it? And obviously my brother's answer was, for sure. I was like, yes! So somehow we managed you know, at a hotel to find a big thing of string. We found a big rock. It was it was too heavy for me to pick up, so I couldn't throw it myself. So of course my brother and my cousins got involved. So we tied the string around the rock. We tied the the um, string to my wrist and we tried to figure out if we had enough, you know, string to make sure that when we throw it on the other side of the wrist, it would, you know, vault me over. And without hesitation, my brother and probably several cousins, took the rock with my hand tied to the other end of the string and chunked it over like a, probably, a, I don't know, a six foot, seven foot wood fence. Well, you can imagine what happened. All that happened was the rock got over and when it started going down, the tension increased, my, my, my arm went straight out and I went flying into the fence with my hand first. I actually broke three of my fingers. And, you know, my dad graduated to heaven in 2016. Um, and so I say this with all love and respect, but he was very cheap early on in my life. And so many of the injuries that I should have been taken to the hospital over, he would he desired to repair them himself. So with like three, actually, one of them was my pinky. So if you can see my pinky, it's crooked, right? So that was one of the fingers that got damaged, but my dad didn't know how much it would be to take me to a hospital in California because we were living in Arizona at the time. So my dad literally bought a box of popsicles and had my brother and my sister and my cousins, everybody ate a popsicle, and then he put the popsicles on either side of my fingers, right, the ones that looked clearly broken, and wrapped it with tape, which is why I have messed up fingers now, so... This one I can't even bend fully, but it had nothing to do with that injury. This was an entirely different stupid thing I did. So that was kind of one of the first attempts of me trying to, you know, imitate my heroes in the cartoons and my brother being uh, a part of it and supporting it. And so my second attempt, so just keep that in mind. This is the reason I'm starting with these stories again is to establish my level of moronity, 
right? So my second attempt, so I've already tried to throw a string over a fence. I got flew into the fence, broke my fingers. That doesn't deter me. No, I was still, I wanted to fly. And so, you, so now the next one, it's probably a year later, a couple years later, um, I go to my brother and I go, hey, you know how, and I don't even know what cartoon character it was, but I go, you know how, remember when he like jumped off with a, with a trash bag and floated down to the ground? Is that actually possible? And without, again, hesitation, my brother looked at me and goes, oh, let's go find out. I was like, sweet. Where should I jump off from? He's like, let's get on the roof. So, again, my older brother helps me climb up onto the roof. He goes around, gets me to the right point, the highest point. It was a single-story home in Phoenix, Arizona. But he gets me, you know, the highest point. And he's like, all right. And I'm like, you sure this is going to work? And I'm holding this big, you know, kind of black trash bag, you know, the kind that you collect outdoor stuff in. So I'm thinking this is perfectly the right thing to do. And he goes, all right, go for it. I take, I did, I get to the top of the roof. I go trucking down as fast as I can. I jump as high as I can in the air. And you can probably guess what happened. First of all, it didn't even inflate. So air didn't even get in it because I probably only had seven or eight feet worth of space to even, you know, get that to work. So I go jumping off and crash onto the ground. I, that time I actually didn't break anything by, um, you know, the grace of God. So, but I did skin my elbow and skinned my knee. And so of course I started crying and my brother's like, it's okay, don't tell mom. And what do little brothers do best? We tell mom. So I go running back into the house. I'm like, Greg told me I could float off the roof. And you can imagine my parents, right? <laughs> Your kid comes in complaining of injuries because he believed and thought that he could genuinely float softly to the ground while holding a large trash bag after jumping off a roof. I could tell there was a lot of disappointment in her face that day, but she did take care of me. She was very loving. So... That kind of gives you a highlight of uh, just what a knucklehead I am. And there are many more stories to come. I hope that this brings you some joy. Uh, I, it's going to bring me joy because I'm stuck in a house. And when you have ADD, this is literally a living nightmare for me. So I've been coming up, I got my TRX system, so I've been working out in the mornings and I'm taking walks around the house, uh, talking with my mom, because she's really got to be careful being 80. Um, so that is just a preview of what is to come. Now, I want to, first, I want to promote two things. First thing is because of the coronavirus, we Our Intensive program is now launching a virtual intensive for couples and individuals. So head on over to smalleyinstitute.com. You can contact us. I'm actually going to put up a special link later today that will have a whole page explaining what the virtual intensive is. And um, I've actually done digital coaching for a while now, and it really is an effective mode. So we can do it through Zoom or uh you know, there's a number of services that work really, really well, and you'd be surprised 
uh, how effective it can be, even if you're just looking at one of our coaches and uh, you and your spouse are together in your living room. Uh, so even if you're home quarantined and if your marriage needs some help, a virtual intensive would be a really good thing for you. And we do one day, two day, three day, and we're offering a new three hour virtual intensive. So again, if you wanted to submit, uh, if you're interested in that program, go on over to smalleyinstitute.com and you can submit a, uh, an inquiry just right there from the homepage. And then later today, I'll, I'll post that link so you can get even more information on it. The second thing, is The Comedy of Love. That is my comedy show. It is a really cool community outreach. It's a date night. Uh, I have some flexibility on how that night can look, so it really just sort of depends on your area and your church or your organization. But again, the show is uh, the intimate details of the night my father graduated to heaven. And you will not believe, because the Smalley coping mechanism is really dark, inappropriate humor. So that night got crazy. And of course, I did several things that I will never live down by my family. Um, but it is it is truly one of the funniest stories I've ever had. Um, so check out at Smalley Institute. You can click on at the top, uh, host an event. And I'd love to come when this corona thing obviously changes. So a lot of my events have had to move and they're moving to like September. So you could, you know, now would be a good time to book one of those date nights and, uh, and get it set up and ready for the fall. All right. So now let's go to your Q and A. So I have it up. I was able to figure it out. Uh, so all you have to do is post a question in the comment section and then I will answer it live. And it can be any question. It can be a weird question, uh, inappropriate question. Uh, it could be a question about your relationship or your, just your... Sorry about that. Apparently my phone still rings when I have it set on do not disturb. So it can be any question. I'm looking here now at your comments. I like that. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Brad Bergeron. If you would have started with a death story, it wouldn't have surprised me. I know, and Brad, I can't tell you how incredibly tempted I was to start with that story, but I don't really have that good uh, internal monitor, right? So typically what I think, oh, it would be a big deal, I think people would like it, turns out to not be the case. We got Wendy, she's looking, oh, Wendy, lockdown in Conroe, Texas. We got my cousin, uh, Karen Thompson Brown, good morning to you as well. Glad to hear from you. Oh, and we have posted the 1 800 number to Smalley Institute. So if you want to call and inquire about the virtual intensive, feel free to do that. Um, so, yeah, does anybody else have any questions? How many people do we have on right now? Can't even tell. There's probably millions of people because Facebook is, is gigantic. Well, it's okay if you don't have questions yet. I know this thing will uh, build over time, and I would, even, even if it's over, uh, by the way, I'd still encourage you, if you're watching this video later today, post your question in the comment section, because I can always look at those and add them to the tomorrow's 
program. Aha, Karen, I've got a mom in her 80s as well. Yes. What are specific things we can do to keep their spirits up right now? Dang, that is a really good question. Well, I can tell you what I did this morning. This morning, I woke up and did sort of my early morning routine, and then I got a cup of coffee, and I walked into her room and hung out and talked with her for a while. So I find that at least my 80-year-old mother loves to spend time talking, and I've been pretty shut down lately in life and just struggling with some stuff, Uh, but I knew with her also being trapped that just spending time with them throughout the day, saying hello, um, you know, this morning it was really cute. She shared, she, you know, she's in her 80s. So she said, you know, I've been, I've been remembering things lately. And she doesn't have a memory problem right now. But she's like, I've been remembering stories from my past. And so she shared a story from, uh, I think from about her dad, but it was before she was born. So it was something her dad, I don't know all the details and don't have permission to share it anyways. So Karen, I would also encourage your mom um, to remember stories. If she's still able to do that kind of thing, you can maybe give her a prompt and just let her share from her life and the things that get her excited. Um, I know that I spent some time just sharing what I'm doing. You know, that I was doing this Facebook Live thing now, uh, just kind of letting her, trying to get her a little involved in sort of the day-to-day things I'm gonna be doing. John Sams, hey Michael, when are you coming back with the podcast? I really miss them. You know what, that should be coming pretty soon. So I'm looking at uh, rebranding the podcast as well, uh, trying to make it maybe a little more broad. So I've been working on that and hopefully within the next 30 or so days, uh, that'll be coming back, back on as well. Thank you for that question, John. I'm glad that you're a listener. Ooh, and don't don't forget, everybody, if you're watching, uh, like this video, share it with a friend. All those kinds of things really help with, with the visibility of these kinds of deals. All right, I see that Dennis Riccio. I'm not sure if I got your name right, but you just joined us. So, Dennis, if you have a question for me, and it could be about anything. It can be weird, inappropriate. It can be about relationship stuff, personal stuff. Uh, no question will go unanswered on the Michael Smalley Comedy Hour, which is already at minute 23. I did not think it would go this long. Kathy, my cousin, give my Auntie Norma a big hug for me sometime today. Well, Kathy, you're already violating one of the rules, social distancing. I mean, your family, are you trying to get me to kill my mother through coronavirus? So when I do, and I will say this, it's actually a good point. I know I'm being sarcastic, but when I do go into her room, I stay at least six feet apart. So she has two recliners and I make sure I actually don't hug her because my daughter is still working at Starbucks. She just got a pay raise. So she's being extra cautious, but you know, there's, yeah, it could, it could infect her. So I'm, I'm still keeping even social distancing with her, but Uh, My voice is close enough so she can hear. All right. I knew, Kathy, you could handle that sarcasm because the entire Smalley clan is sarcastic, especially your twin brother. He is. (laughs) That man can get crazy and weird, which that's one of the things I appreciate. I mean, other people, some personality styles get offended by being called weird, 
Um, I take that as a badge of honor. My wife actually found two coffee mugs, I think it either probably TJ Maxx, maybe Target, where it said uh, weirdo and weirdest. And I loved it. So I have them displayed on a, uh, on a piece of furniture in our home. All right. No, Kathy, I'm also not going to give my 80-year-old mother a kiss. If I can't hug, you can't kiss either. I think Kathy needs to go to coronavirus.com and, and, and uh, bone up on the, on the rules and how to keep safe. Oh, my gosh. Marius Brewer just joined. Marius is one of my closest friends from South Africa. So I'm actually a little paranoid about uh, what he might ask. So maybe I don't want to encourage Marius to ask any questions. All right. The questions are definitely slowing down now. Coming to a halt. Unless Mar Oh, yo, yo, what's up, said Marius. Well, that's actually shockingly appropriate, my friend. Um, if you do want to post something weird... <laughs> Keep it family friendly. I'm just saying. But all right, folks, I think we have come to an end for this first ever Michael Smalley Comedy Hour that will be streamed Facebook Live daily at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Would love to see you back. Invite your friends, share this video, like it, do all the kind of stuff um, that can help out just to get more people encouraged. Oh, John Sams. Okay, final question. John Sams, what are you doing with your kids to keep the sanity? Well, my kids, my youngest is 18 and he is a social recluse. So when he heard that there might be home quarantines, he'd, I'd never seen him smile larger or be more excited about anything. So my youngest just loves his gaming and loves to be in his room and basically hates people. No, he's a very sweet kid, but he loves himself some alone time. And then my other two are 21 and 23. So they're my oldest, Cole, is a real estate agent, very proud of him. And my daughter has a job, a wonderful job at Starbucks and is working her way towards a shift manager position. So I don't really have to entertain, man. If I had small kids, honestly, there are some really good virtual learning programs. Uh, some of them are for free and they're very engaging if you have younger kids. And then if, I mean, obviously if you have board games, I think the trick would be making sure that you give diversity throughout the day. So just, you know, having them sit in front of the TV is probably gonna end up causing issues, but I think maybe doing some learning in the morning and then doing some games, some family stuff, um, and then, you know, just switching it up throughout the day. But be willing to get in there and play and goof off. I mean, we just, we all have to go the extra mile during this time. All right. Oh, <laughs> Mario said, don't eat your kids, which is very good advice. I don't see that one being given a lot and all the different like helpful tips for coronavirus. So also not eating your kids would be a very positive benefit to your kids because they won't be in your belly. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. I look forward to tomorrow morning when I do my very next one. I, let me see if I can even preview what story. Feels like I should go with... <laughs> Maybe some of the naked stories.
because I got some pretty classic ones. I have two that I'll share tomorrow. Uh, again, I'm an idiot. <laughs>